0: Welcome to our Community. this is Saratova Beck. Let's talk about miracles, because this is Precious Kairach, and it's the miracle of a stick, which is a dead, dry stick, turning into a live thing overnight. So what is that all about? Not only that, we're talking about, there's another miracle, the miracle of Gimel Tamus, when Yeshua held his hands up and made the whole sun and told the sun and the moon to stand still, all of the constellations, essentially all of nature. So the question we want to ask ourselves in this week is, how much control do we have over nature? We're used to the idea that nature controls us. You can't tell the weather what to do. It does what it does. Um, and you can't, you can't change that. Just yesterday, just yesterday, I was sitting with somebody who told, told us a story that exemplifies what we want to bring out. She was with a girl who was getting married, and it was the wedding, and they were indoors. They wanted to have everything outdoors, obviously, an outdoor chuppah, but it was forecast for rain. Now, you know, you can't plan your wedding three months in advance according to the the weather of the day, as if we can control the weather. So that's the question, can we control the weather? So they were inside with a photographer and they said, what we'd really like to have outdoor pictures plus the hoop outside plus plus. And I think this was because it's the quarantine days. It was, um, it was a wedding that was planned for a backyard. You can't, couldn't, because of quarantine, you couldn't really have it indoors. So it was going to be with the 10 or so people, 10 or 15 or 20 people. In the backyard, so there would be proper social distancing. But there they were just with Kala, the bride, and, the, and this woman with her and the photographer. And he was laughing at them because they were saying, no, 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 it's going to be sunny or the wedding. And he was saying, come on, look at my phone. I'm looking at my phone. It's supposed to be raining. It's 100% rain all day long. I'm looking at my phone. My phone knows the truth. Essentially he's saying, My phone is part of the real world. When the real world says it's going to rain, then it's going to rain. That's essentially what he was saying. So um, what happened? They said, No, 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 for the wedding it's not gonna rain. Maybe you know, it's okay if we're taking photos. We're taking pictures now indoors, that's fine. But for the wedding it's not gonna rain. And he laughed. Because his phone, which is part of the real world, knows the truth. Well, of course, what happened just before the, the chuppah? The clouds cleared away, the rain stopped, the sun came out, and the sun was out all day until 10 p.m. And then at 10 p.m., downpour cats and dogs. So essentially, before this wedding, the sun came out. And they were kind of saying, he said, you made the, you made the sun come out. They said, no, no, no. We didn't make the sun come out. The way I would say it is, he said, my phone, the world, knows the truth. And she was saying, no, Torah knows the truth. Which one is true? What the world says or what Torah says? So what does Torah say? Torah says, the Samach, you know, simchas Chatham DeKarah. The entire mitzvah is to be mesameach, to rejoice with the chasim and the kala, to make them happy. A kala wants to be happy if her wedding is outside and it's ruined by the rain. That's not very happy. So Torah is saying on, in some, le- level, on some level that for her the sun should shine. That's what Torah is deciding. And so it did. It's not that the woman who was helping her made the sun come out, the Torah was saying something different from the telephone, from the cell phone. Who's going to win? So when a Jew steps into that place of Torah and that certainty that Torah runs the world, not the world runs Torah, then we're talking. Then we can have miracles. And there's one more story, and the other story is so many years ago in the days of Tanya, the Balatami of the Altareva, there was a Chassid who went went to the Altareva for to ask for advice and for dracha. And this was a very wealthy man, the chassid. So he sat there and he noticed that the Rebbe had a very special looking clock on his desk. Now, for a moment the Al Rebbe walked out, stepped out. And there the chassid was just sitting in the room waiting for the author to come back. And the chassid looked at the clock. I don't know if it was a chassid, a Jew. The Jew looked at the clock on the desk and looked at his Swiss watch, which was the most perfect, accurate according to the most perfect time as established by, you you know, all of the time zones, etc., the most scientific method. His Swiss watch was exactly set. And he looked at the altar of his clock, and the time was different. So he unconsciously, without thinking, just leaned forward and adjusted the clock on the altar of his desk. Within a minute or two, the altar of came back, looked at the clock and asked, You touched my clock? You touched the clock, yes? And the person said, Well, yeah, because the time wasn't right. It's my watch, which is the person's watch. According to the perfect world, time, calendar, etc., my watch has the true time, and this clock needed to be adjusted. And the Alta said, don't touch the clock anymore. The Alta time is the true time. Your watch is not the true time. It doesn't matter if the entire world agrees with your Swiss watch. Your your time is not the real time. It's not the true time. The time on this clock clearly in other words what the author is saying is not my clock. This is the clock of all the generations of Jews all the way back to Avram Avinu the long unbroken chain, all the way back to Avram Avinu of, uh, and, and Meishir of Torah truth Torah truth Tyra that is the truth. What Tyrus says, that is the truth. My clock, the Rebbe is essentially saying, is an extension. It's just a clock from my forebears, from all the generations of Jews, holy Jews who gave their lives al Kiddush Hashem, simple Jews, some very some very simple, some very great scholars, all very holy Jews, billions and billions of them throughout all the generations, all holding on to the truth of Tyrus. That's what my clock reflects. Your, switch wa- your Swiss watch is not a match for this. So this idea, when we're looking at miracles, the question is, who has, who has control over, over whom? Because we're talking about nature and Torah. Which one controls which? Throughout history, it looked like The world had more power than Tyra. We would be little Jewish communities sitting somewhere, and at the whim of the world, they would throw us out and we'd be on the run again. Or even worse, God forbid. This was Jewish history. It wasn't simple. Although we knew that Tyra is true and the world is not, it sure didn't feel that way when we looked at what was going on in current events. We're done with that. We're at the point now where we can trust that the power of Tyra, Tyra is, is, is able to step into its full strength or more complete strength. And we are able now with the power of Tyra to determine the course of nature in a way that we, we didn't have access to before. Tyra was always the determiner of nature. But we as plain Jews, plain people, did not have access to that. And now we do. That's the that's the change. We're able to embrace that truth and live in it in a way that we weren't able to before. Partly because of all the Kiddish Hashem that was done by hidden all through generations. All the Mitzvahs, all the Torah, all the Torah learning, all of that. We are, well-known statements, standing on the shoulders of giants. They have brought us to this point so that we can just hold out a Torah to the, to the photographer and say, your phone says it's going to rain. My Tyra says it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a happy day for this bride, for this colour at her wedding. Who's going to win? What's going to win? Tyra's going to win. Not your phone, not your world. Not your social media world. Not your world of technology. No, 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 no. Tyra's going to win. That's what we're up to now. Now, what does that have to do with this week's Parsha and Gimel Tammuz? Gimel Tammuz is the moment when that switch was made in the world. Way back when in the time of Yahshua. And also the Parsha about the stick of arms. These are all switchover points, moments in history when it all gets it all gets switched. The balance of power: Tyra, Tyra versus the world, or Tyra rules the world, or the world, world rules Tyra. Gimel Tamuz is that point when it switches. So that means that every Gimel Tamuz now, it becomes more and more and more possible. We have the ability to transform the nature of nature specifically through Tyra. And not only do we have the ability, it's not a luxury. It's not like it's a cute little trick, God forbid, that we can use if we want to. But it's our obligation. Once we're given that gift from above, (laughs) that gift (laughs) obligates us. But now we need to use it. So, so the Sinkha Parshas Kairach, Jemot Hamas, is saying that Jemot Hamas was the day when the, the previous Rebbe came out of prison. Um, he came out of, we know that there was a sentence, on the 15th of Sivan. he was taken into prison for teaching Torah, for standing up for the truth of Torah, for saying, no, 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 Torah is real, the world was not real. That was not something that the communists, the NKVD, the KGB really, GPU really wanted to hear. You know, what do you mean? We've got a whole system. We're the, we're the communists. We're the Soviets, the communists. We've got a whole system that were, that is a godless, divine, undivine system. You know, unfund the police we're talking about now. Unfund God. That was their thing. We, they were all about unfunding God. Trying to disempower God from ruling the world. They just want. They, they said, "Nature runs the world. We run the world. No more God. Defund. Defund. Defund the places of worship. Ain't gonna go anymore." That's what they were saying. And because the previous rebel refused to give into that, obviously, was the bastion of strength. Of the the object, he was their arch enemy. Anybody who was known to have a connection to to the previous revo was immediately shot or sent to Siberia. That was the worst crime, because it undermined the whole system, the whole godless defund God system that the communist revolution revolution was trying to create. So we know that, of course, there was a there was a, a, a a sentence of the opposite of life on the previous Rebbe, and he was there from the 15th of Sivan until um, on Gimel Tammuz, Gimel Tammuz, his sentence was changed from the opposite of, from a death sentence to three years in Kasturma, three years in some horrible place. And so, what we want to look at is see what was happening back At the time that this happened, nobody knew if this was good or this was bad. In other words, I don't know that everybody knew what the sentence had been. They just knew that now the sentencing was on the previous Rebbe, that he's going for three years into Gullit. He's going to some very, very far off, really horrible site. That's it. So, um, and what happened is, after, I think it was supposed to be 10 years, and then it turned to three years. And then after three, and then the three years, after 10 days, it was over. On your base Hamus, he was told, no, 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 you're free to go. So number one, all of Chachidus, all of the, this that we've just been talking about, the, the, the ability for Tyra to stand up and declare the truth, I, Tyra, am in charge of reality, not you, nature. That first thing, that, it would, it, since the communists wanted death to that truth, that death sentence was off on Gimel Thomas. So that means Gimel Thomas was and is life to, for that truth. enabling us to step into that truth and enabling the whole world to step into that truth. So of course again, so going back to the events the on Yud Day, and then Yud Tammuz, once the previous rebel was freed, miraculously. This is part of the miracle. They look back and they ask themselves, when did this miracle begin? When did the freedom begin? Oh, it actually began on Gimel That's when the sentences t- changed. So it turns out that even though Good Day's Tammuz is called HaGaGa'ula, on the other hand, Gimel Thomas is HaGaGa'ula, the beginning of the Ga'ula. Nobody knew when Gimel Thomas came along at that point whether this was a good thing or a bad thing. Um... But we just know that the day that he was freed, is called Chagul. And we know that the previous Rebbe said, Not just myself. He's having a redemption. He's being freed. But every single year, everybody who loves Tyra does nishvas. If you're just called by the name Jew. If you stand up for the truth of Tyra. This was the redemption. So, here's the question. Since this Geulah was a miracle, and by the way, so Gimel Tamaz is a day in which it looks like it's getting even worse, but really it's getting better. Well, that's really applicable to our situation right now. It looks like it's getting really worse, but it's really getting better. So, here's the question. Since the Ga'ula was a mace, a miracle from Hashem, we have to thank him. How come it wasn't a complete miracle? Because here the focus is going to be on miracles. How come it wasn't a complete miracle? That the gu'ula should come in one shot. If there's going to be a miracle, why shouldn't it be in one shot? As it was, it came in stages. The sentence on the Rebbe's life was changed. and Yud-Bei-Samos, he was freed. And then all of the steps after that, and then in 19... Then he had to leave Russia. And then after that, almost 70 years until the Iron Curtain fell. This gaula of freedom from this lockdown in this insane mindset, which is that we are going to defund God. God forbid. We're going to defund God, and we will create a new system in which... Nature runs the world. This is what they were asking for. So why didn't that miracle come in one minute? Like the story we just said about the Altareba. The Altareba says, no, you got it wrong. Your watch means nothing. The golden chain of Torah true Judaism for all these generations, that's the truth. Forget about your watch. Your watch does not rule Tyra. Tyra rules your watch. That's the point here. So, why does that whole thing not happen in one shot? Okay, so back to this question of why doesn't the miracle happen in one shot? If there's going to be this huge redemption of 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 the Rebbe and the whole everything that he's achieving. Is, is finally going to have a redemption, then why doesn't it happen in one shot? And again, what is it that was redeemed when the previous Rebbe said, I'm not the only one who was redeemed on yid bei It's not only I am not the only one, not only who was redeemed on yid bei and who is redeemed on Yid-Bei-Samus, is redeemed on yid bei And this year it comes out the 4th of July. What is it that, is, that has its redemption we're talking about this the the, the question of what rules what. Does Torah rule nature or does nature rule Torah? Which one is stronger? It's almost like this battle and this question is embodied in the birth and the entire history of Yaakov and Asav, these two twins. Asav is the man of the field. You know, in the field, it's it's, it's a natural world. You're hungry, you eat. Asaph is the world of nature. And Yaakov is the world of fire. So these are two figures, so to speak. The two of them, Yaakov and Asaph, these two brothers, Yaakov, Avinu and Asaph, the debate has been going on for all of history. Who's who who's the real who's who's on top? Who's the Bakar? Who's in charge of who who's the Mashbia? Who's the Makabal? And it goes back and forth through history. And that debate was really intense with the debates in the in the Catholic Church, the Crusade Rahmanatran, all of these things. This is a several thousand year debate. But the debate now has come to the end where now the the decision has been made by the Supreme Court and we can go through some other other time Hey, Tavis and all of this. The decision was made by the Supreme Court. Tyra rules, nature. If it if 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 the Jewish people dare to step into that reality and have the are brave enough to stand behind that reality. Yaakov Avinu is the mashfiyah of Asa, if he chooses to be. He has to do it right. And Asa feels better at this point if Yaakov Avinu is his mashfiyah. Nature feels better as Tyra says, no, Tyra rules, nature doesn't. The Swiss watch is not in charge. The clock is in charge. This debate has come to an end, but now we need, it, we need to invest The new ruling of the Supreme Court that says the debate has we've we've done we ruled, the judge has ruled, so now we have the next phase, which is the people adjusting to the ruling, which is not only for Yiddin, not only for Yaakov Avinu is this a good ruling? It's good for Asav, it's good for the whole world, but we're still addicted to the old way. Which, no, know, Ace told us what to do. He can, we can live in any land. We can live in Spain and in France and here and there. They can throw us out at any moment. They're in charge. The world is in charge. The weather decides whether the Kala will be happy. Nature decides it. Like in, in time in Egypt, Paro said, the, the River Nile decides what's going to be. Those days have come to an end. The moment has come for us to step into that new reality. The Rebbe came to America, to transform America. For Amer- America's a place, I'm, excuse me, as a Canadian, I'm going to say this. We always, when I was a child growing up, we always looked at America as that annoying place. The United States is that annoying place where people are blubbing, you know, proud of we don't know what. You know, we always felt that we were more humble as Canadians. And Americans... They think the whole world is American. And that time that I was in traveling in Europe some somewhere, and I saw an American tourist go up to a native and said, excuse me, you know where I can buy some wieners? You know, they're like, I think it was Austria or something. They said, excuse uh, me, do you mean What do you mean by wieners? And there was an American guy with a camera around his neck, and he feels like, what do you mean? Everybody speaks English, and everybody knows what wieners are, and we're the top of the world. So here, the man comes to America and says, huh, hmm, you're the top of the world already? You're, 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 you think, of, you know, when you're in love, the whole world is American? <laughs> you know, I, God bless America. I love America. I remember that. I just, God bless America. Where are you guys coming from? You know, we don't say that in Canada. God bless Canada. So Americans have this feeling of, you know, largesse like I'm an American, I I'm, I'm proud of the whole world understand you know, like America, you know. So good. Because they say, Hey, use it for truth. You have so much influence, you think the whole world listens to you? Use it for truth. I hope I haven't offended any Americans these days, you know. American lives uh, matter. <laughs> so then they came to America and say, anyway, they feel like they're proud to be Americans. So stand and you have the ear of the whole world or you had. Stand for truth. Use your influence well. Stand for truth. So here is the previous rebel over here at the other side of the world standing up for truth. Tyra is true. It's now the moment the time is coming for Tyra to take rulership over nature for that you have to be very 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 transparent in your relationship with God and this well, we're talking about 1927 and then by 1941 when the 1940 when the previous Rebbe came to America and then 1941 when the Rebbe came to America boom time to step into that reality and get that truth into America we're ready Plus, plus, plus for all the steps since then. So the question is, why does this miracle of now Tyra takes two, takes over, it becomes the leader, and nature becomes the follower. Why did not that not happen in one step? So that we learned when we we're learning Sarakadesh and Mr. These profound, these mega jumps, if the world isn't ready for a mega jump, it's not going to work so well to do it in one shot. The world needs to be come along and be part of the process. Otherwise, the miracle will bypass the world, and the world will wake up one morning and say, wow, what just happened? And, and, and the world itself will be not part of the equation. The whole point of Geulah is that the world should be part of the equation, not bypass. Not God makes a miracle, and now Tyra rules. And the world is left out again. The world needs to be part of the equation. And there are endless examples of that when we came out of Egypt in the China. Why did the Egyptians have to run after us and say, take more gold and silver, our gold and silver? Why couldn't we just take it? Why did they have to beg us to take it? Because they had to be part of the equation. They had to agree we weren't sneaking out in the middle of the night. We were slaves to their, their reality. We were slaves to their philosophy that nature rules the world. We were slaves to that for a couple of hundred years. But when it was time to leave, we weren't going to run away and sneak away like seeds in the middle of the night to go and receive the Torah. Proudly, in the middle of the day, heads held high, quickly but proudly, We walked out. He said, we're going now to step into a new reality, to receive the Torah, and it will become, it will influence nature, not vice versa. And they ran out after us and said, take our gold and silver with you, please. Let us be, we want to agree to what you're doing. The truth that you're going to embrace when you receive the Torah, we want to embrace is truth. Let us be part of the equation. Take our, take our money. Take our gold and silver. Take our spark. Take the spark. Take the Nisusite. And, and let us be part of it. Okay. So, and we're saying here that after you you based Yud-based it wasn't a full victory. As we see that then we went through a whole bunch of stuff. Stalinist times, really a horrific time some 70 or so years until the iron Curtain fell that were just horrific beyond, 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 beyond. I mean, how many people were a Stalinist times, the Holocaust. The worst years, the worst years were after the ge'ulah of the previous Rebbe. From 1927 to 1990 were really awful years. Were really awful years on one level. The amount of Jewish horrific unspeakable suffering is in a way unparalleled in history. And, it, and we can say also, this same previous Rebbe, who had his redemption on yud Tammuz, he went through, as a Jewish leader, the most terrific times. He had to go through the Holocaust. He had to lead his people through the Holocaust and through Stalinist times. So much horrific suffering for one leader in one lifetime. In his 70 years, he saw, he saw all of the horrificness from the communist regime, from the Stalinist regime, from the Holocaust, all of this stuff. No picnic. And before that, from the czar, no picnic. So the Gaula surely didn't come in one stage. And so, in this whole thing of Tyre taking over, the day of Gimel Tammuz, many, many years before, that was the day that Yahushua held up his hands and said, so much bigger than God. Son, stand still. Okay, so, when we're talking about um, why the miracle, this ga'ula, this redemption from who's the must be, who's, who, who's the influencer, you know, Torah or, or nature, why it didn't come in one stage. Let's look at the day of Gimel Tammuz. <clears throat> many, many years before, on that day, Yahshua dealt exactly with that issue. He held up his hands and he said, Shemesh Begimon he made the sun stand still. And it did. Shemesh Begimon Dunn, and Begimon Shemesh Adyakum Goy And the sun stood still. Of course, what was happening is, here we were, entering the land of Israel, conquering the land of Israel, which is really ours, so in a way you can't say conquering, receiving it. And in the midst of this, there's a battle going on. And the the enemy knew the turf, and we didn't. So Yahshua, ostensibly, needed to stop, needed to have more daylight hours. This is a simple explanation. Held up his hands and stopped the sun and the moon and all the constellations. Okay? And therefore, in a very natural way, with more daylight hours, we were now given enough time to continue fighting the war, which was a very natural war. And we won. And we were able to go into the land of Israel and, and settle it. Good. Okay. So what is this day? Okay, great. So more daytime hours. Doesn't seem like a big big miracle. And yet, the question is what was really going on? Hashkacha um, pratis. It's a miracle. We want to know what kind of a miracle. Excuse me, because it says in Yeshua, there was no day before it or after it." So, what is it? The question is the following. In, first of all, there are a lot of questions. Why didn't Yeshua said, please, God Almighty, make a miracle. And he did not. He stood, He put up his arms and he said, sun, stand still. So the question is whether he made the sun stand still and everything else kept going. It was for a few hours, I guess. Or whether he made all of the constellations stand still. The sun and the stars and the moon, all of that, did it all stand stop, Or did just the sun go out of order? And really, the question is that if the sun stood still and everything else, the moon and the stars and everything kept on kept on going, then it would have been a miracle to totally break nature. Because the sun and the stars and the stars and the moon, all the constellations, are the way that God brings the nature into the world. He does it through this, in this manner, through the, the constellations. There's day. There's night. You know, light and <laughs> light and dark. Plus, plus plus. There's a reason why people made the mistake in the early days and they bowed to the sun and the moon and the stars. They thought, Well this this determines nature, then we should bow to it. And that's officially known as the Vedasara. They've done through this medium by God through this medium, the sun and the sun and the stars, the moon and the constellations. If the sun were to just stand still and everything else would keep on going, that would be a miracle that breaks nature. Or the other way is a miracle that's inserted into nature, which is all of the constellations, the whole system that through which nature is operating, the whole thing stops. What happens when it stops? Now, doesn't this sound familiar? It stops for us for 11 weeks, from Purim to Shavuot, when we were quarantined. And everybody pretty much acknowledges that. The world stock The business, the, the, so, everything. And we keep saying every week. Videos of Paris totally empty, the Eiffel Tower, Rome, the, the Colosseum, all these places. Empty, 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 empty. With little giraffes running around, whatever. stock The world stock Isn't that interesting? On Gimel Tammuz, what Yahshua did is, he stopped the world. I don't know for how many hours, it's probably not written how many hours, but a nighttime of hours. You know, several hours. Until the sun came up. Several hours. Versus our 11 weeks. 11 is a very holy number. He stopped all of nature. Well, we know why was nature stopped Why does everything that we're used to stop for the 11 weeks of quarantine to reset and reboot the system? Right, Everybody knows that. You don't have to be a Torah scholar to know that. Everybody's heard it. They have videos from all over the world, whatever, Jewish, -Jewish, non-Jewish, etc. Everybody knows the system is being rebooted, was being rebooted. You have to turn off the computer, stop the whole thing and then reboot the whole thing, start again, but in a whole new way. Windows 7, you know, I have an old computer with Windows 7. right? I'm afraid to even try it, you know, it's probably going to be so slow. So who, who has to be rebooted, Upgrade. So that's what Gimel Thomas was, the original upgrade, the original reboot the system. Turn it off, pull the plug on the computer. The original quarantine, you know? Stop the sun and the moon and the stars. Stop the whole constellation. Stop the whole nature. Turn it off. Reboot the system. Now we know in our quarantine the system is being rebooted for the purpose of walking out into a new world order, and how the chaos of the world right after the civil war, part of the new world order. It's it's a. It's a good question, but it's a question with a very divine answer. You just have to do some cabalistic exploration into that. It's a miracle that doesn't yet feel like a miracle. We didn't go backwards. But how it happened in the time of Yahshua, these Gimel these original Gimel Tamas, this was the same thing. This was the same thing. Stop the world and reboot the system. Now, why? so that we should walk out into a new world order. Same thing. Well, what kind of new world order did we need at the time of Yeshua? Well, until that time, the land of Quran belonged to seven different nations. It really was ours. But not everybody agreed. People felt squat is right. It may say in the Torah that it's yours, but we're living here, so squat is right. Go, is, is higher than, than, um, than the Torah. Yeshua came along and said, no, 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 no. The Torah is higher than the laws of the world. Same thing, same as, same thing as the woman with the tower, the girl getting married. You're, she's saying to the photographer, your phone representing the world says this. My Torah says this. Your phone says it's going to rain. My Torah says this this collar, this coat is going to be happy. Mine's going to win. I couldn't, I couldn't have pulled this, I couldn't have said this with such assurance. And maybe some collars do have a rainy, rainy wedding. But at that moment she felt, my, my view is going to win. A few hundred years ago, we, we as simple people didn't have that power to stand in the truth of Torah to the same extent with the same assurance because we were still transitioning. But but when she said Tyre is going to win, it always has won, but it wasn't obvious. Now it's more obvious. That's what Yeshua said. Tyre is going to win. Win what? One second. We came to the border of Israel. I'm Yeshua. Hashem told us He's fighting for us. He, he surrounded the walls of Jericho of Yerecha, seven times. blew the shifer. The walls came coming down. We entered the land of Israel. The rest is not a simple process. We have to put our own work into it. But the land belongs to us. It's it's called Eretz now, but it is meant to be Eretz Israel. And our job is to thank you very much for keeping it clean and safe and whatever you did all these years. And really, thank you very, very much for, you know, keeping the grass growing and, you know, all that stuff. Much appreciated. Um, now, you know, we bought the house. You know, this is ours. God told us, this is ours. The very first Rashi in the says, the nations will come and say, you stole the land. We'll say, no, 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 wait a minute. Let's look at what Tyrus says. Nobody stole anything here. It is ours. God gave it to us. He let you live there for a certain amount of time. And then he's taking it back and giving it to us. The basis, the, the basis of Tyrus. So, Yahushua faced that and said, okay, here's the land of Canaan. We need to take it back and make it into Eretz Yisroh. In order to do that, because Tyra says, Tyra says the land belongs to us. So in order to do that, we need to reboot the world. So, Kim, Tamu, Yahushua, stopped the constellations and rebooted nature. So that nature, which was saying, no, 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 I don't want to hear what Tyra says. Once it's rebooted, it says, tell me more of what Tyra says. I'm ready here to serve serve whatever Tyra says. That's a big reboot. That was on Gimel So that means that Gimel becomes forever the day of a reboot. The day of a reboot. Of the whole world, of the, of all the principles that we know about how life is supposed to work, Gimel Tammuz is that day. In those hours when, when Yeshua rebooted the world by turning off the sun and the moon and the stars, we didn't necessarily feel it, and we'll end with it. We did not necessarily feel the reboot at the time. It was very subtle. The reboot was injected into the into nature, and maybe even injected into Zyra. And as it was injected in, it meant that forever nature would be different. Nature had this haughty, Gaiaitic kind of presence in the time of 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 Paro. Said Paro that I re- I created the world. There was this haughtiness in nature. This this. Pride coming from an unholy place. And that was power, That was that time. And now we come to the time of Yeshua. And Yeshua saying, enough. It's over. Nature can no longer stand up with false pride and tell us a lie. This is what we're dealing with on the street now of America. What is truth? What is a lie? Everything has been rebooted. We need to step into a new world. This new world, the ability to reboot the system when a world has come to the point where it's no it's not standing up for truth. Gimel Thomas comes along and it reboots it into a possibility for truth and new world order coming out of it. This is the essence of Gimel Thomas. And the miracle of Gimel is that it has to come in stages because for us to now get used to this new reality that the world has become a, a rebooted, that's some amount of work. From above, it's been done. From below, us saying, "Wow, it's a rebooted world. Tyrus is in charge. Now we need to get used to it. It could have happened simultaneously, but we get a little slow, get a little distracted or whatever. And now the time is here. So that's what general is, and that necessity, that necessity of us getting used to it takes some time, some stages. Which explains why the miracle didn't happen in one shot. So we'll, we'll stop here and go to the next, the next part tomorrow. Let's give each other a bracha that now that we number one, have come out of Kayachshivan, where the ever comes to America, and brings freedom, true freedom, to all of America. To an America that is now struggling with basic principles and debating the most basic things and rethinking everything. It's like there's a meltdown going on for us in America right now. There's a meltdown. We're rethinking everything. The bad news when there's a meltdown is it's very chaotic. The good news when there's a meltdown is when you reshape everything, as I once said about the teacher of ours who brought in the, the dreidel and then would melt it down, the silver would melt it down, reshape it, melt it down again, reshape it, melt it down. When there's a meltdown, afterwards when it solidifies, you can hopefully shape it any way you want. If we're in the middle of an American meltdown now, America and yet at the same time just yesterday we celebrated and relived the Rebbe comes to America and in the midst of the meltdown comes in the name of truth unabashedly standing up for truth with total pride no fear to state truth ready to inject truth into a meltdown world so that when it unmelts when it solidifies again it will solidify into a world based on truth not based on other stuff and nobody even knows how that will look we only know the end which is gaulashlema a world of peace and equality and love and goodness and truth and you name it for everybody everybody will be happy everybody will sense their mission in this cosmic divine plan Everyone will help each other. Nobody, you won't be doing somebody else's job and she won't be doing yours. Every, everybody will sense where they fit in with this whole thing. And it will be magnificent forever. So Gimel Thomas is a huge piece in its reboot of making this possible right now. So as we prepare for Gimel Kamu now, we know Whatever re- reboot we had way back then in the time of Yoshua is nothing compared to the reboot that we're going to have this Gimel It should be that before Gimel we find ourselves in the base of the dish, in the Gula fresh Shlema, right away.